0: in front of hundreds of people, I declare that I am going to be a children's book author, illustrator. That was the craziest thing. People are like, what? (laughs) That's (laughs) the day I declared to the world that I was going to do a publishing book someday.
1: Do you have the guts to tell the world you want to be a writer? When your inner critic whispers in your ear, it's hard to believe you could ever be so bold. But deep inside, you've got a story that keeps wanting to be told. Maybe it's a story that's lingered in your heart since childhood. If so, this episode will help you bring those childhood words to life. Hi, I'm Clarissa Mall, and welcome to The Writerly Life, brought to you by Hope Writers, the most encouraging place on the internet for writers to make progress. Here at The Writerly Life, we help you expand your creativity, explore new techniques, and express your hope-filled words in a world that needs them. We'll help you learn to balance the art of writing with the business of publishing and learn to hustle without losing heart. You have words and your words matter. And as you write them, you can be you, boldly, bravely, maybe even a little scared sometimes. You can be you in your writing life. Welcome to the show, friends. Lean in, grab a pen, Let's chat. On the outset, writing a children's book might seem like an easier task. Many are heavy on illustration and light on words. As a writer, you might find that a relief. But crafting words that settle deeply into little hearts takes lots of intention and practice. Writing books for children requires a childlike imagination, a strong command of words, and a little bit of whimsy. Does this sound like your vision for your writing? Listen on. Our guest today, illustrator Yuko Jones, began her career in developmental psychology, but her heart was drawn to storytelling. She began drawing as a young mom, but when she inadvertently moved down the street from children's novelist Linda Sue Park, Yuko took it as a sign that it was time to get serious about her craft. Today, her debut illustrated picture book, "Nikki Nakayama, A Chef's Tale in 13 Bites, has received star reviews from Booklist and Publishers Weekly. And Yugo has found joy in her calling as an illustrator. Lean in as she tells us more in this Hope Writers Tuesday teaching with host Anna Franks.
0: It's been a process, so I basically declared that my dream out in public back in 2013 then I started drawing, decided that I need to build a portfolio, but I didn't know how to do it. And I was so clueless. And um, 2015, I moved to a different house, different neighborhood, ended up uh, meeting uh, my mentor, current mentor, Linda Sue Parks. She's a Newberry um, medalist, a Newberry author, medal author. And uh, she happened to live down the street. Oh, so wow! We, you never know. So what's really interesting is when you, you know, decide what you want to do, I, it almost feels like God or universe kind of conspired to make things happen for you. Yeah, that, That's how I feel. It was just so I didn't plan any of that. And I started to meet people from publishing industry. And uh, well, before meeting publishing industry people, people from publishing industry, I was introduced to writers group. Writer and illustrators group, local um, children's book group called um, Rochester Area Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. So I started going to a meeting there. Then SCPWI, which is a society, society of children's book writers and illustrators, I became a member of that. And start taking classes, you know, start going conferences, and they, I finally learned how to put portfolio together, professional illustrated portfolio together, because I was before that I was so clueless. I was just you know sketching and drawing, I didn't know what to do. But then I start to attend those conferences and meetings, and um, that, that's when my dream started to look more real, like it felt more attainable.:
2: Yeah. And I'm just thinking about how that parallels so much with many of us on the writing side of things and just the power of saying, I am a writer. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, it's something about saying and stating and declaring actually is the word you use, which I love. This is what I'm going for. You know, This is who I am and this is what I'm going for. This is what I'm about. And then how now things start to come out at us of opportunities and we begin to be more intentional about how we spend our time. And you sought community and found people and met them and told them again and again, I'm becoming a children's book illustrator, you know, and building your portfolio. So how exactly did you get to work on this book, your debut um, children's book, Nikki Nakayama, A Chef's Tale in 13 Bites? Right.
0: So I was um, submitting my work to agents because that's how you're supposed to get your illustrating work. And I was getting a lot of rejections. And they all say like, you know, lovely work, but not for us. A lot of that happened. I was getting a little discouraged. And one day I'm on Instagram and I was very active on Instagram at the time. And I saw this agent, um, Doing, uh, I think it was a SCBWI workshop, virtual work, workshop, and I and she was going to talk about picture book illustration and how to, you know, land a picture book deal. So I wanted to sign up for it. So I sent her a uh, message. Um, I think it was through via um, Instagram, and it was already, you know, full, and I couldn't sign up for it. But I started to have a conversation with this agent, and told her that I'm interested in maybe submitting my work to her and maybe if she's interested in being my agent, so she said her list is full right now, however, she knows um, this particular editor who's looking for a Japanese-American illustrator for this particular project, so maybe she can just, you know, represent me for the particular project, and which, you know, she did, and this, that was this book, ended up being this book. So I submit my portfolio to this editor at FSG, and she ended up up liking my work and started working together. So you never know how it works.
2: Yeah, it's so interesting because it sounded so like, is this really going to happen? You know, she tells you, well, my list is full. But I do, you know, I do know this one editor who needs someone for this one particular project? And it's like, well, is this gonna happen? And then you hold it up. There it is, it's I happened. Know.
0: What happened was when I so when I our, my, I started the conversation with my agent, her name is Christy, is that I felt this like energy, like, you know, interaction going and there was some sort of momentum going, so I didn't wanna lose it. So I um, decided to submit my work and what did I do? I, oh, I'm sorry. I just opened my drawer. Oh, here you go. This ahead of time, squeaky drawer. Um, what I did was, I sent her as an illustrator. What we do at least back in the day. Nowadays, you know, pandemic, we don't send things to publishers or agent anymore because they probably don't want to get any extra mail. But um, this is we used to send something called postcard a mailer. This is something mm-hmm. we send to um, publisher or agent to promote ourselves. So I figured it's you know. I went to some conferences and I met some art directors and they really liked this particular work. So I turned this into a postcard and sent it to my current agent and said, hey, you know, it was so nice talking to you the other day. I would like to submit my work to you. I just wanted to let you know that this is what I do and you're going to get the full portfolio from me. And she sold this and that's why she emailed me and said, hey, you know, I know this project. Mm. I would like to submit your work. So, you oh, wow. never know how the conversation starts. You kind of have to, I don't know, build the momentum. And if you see something's happening, you kind of have to grab the opportunity and go with it.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Because you sent that not knowing that, I mean, it almost had sounded like a no already. And then you sent it, and that became the door that opened up for you. Yeah.
0: I think it's That's, all about taking, you may feel inspired. You just have to take the action. Yeah. It's a little scary.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How did you stay encouraged amidst the rejections and the, the building of the portfolio and all of that time?
0: It's, it's, it can be a little discouraging. I'm actually personally having a little difficult time myself nowadays. So whatever I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself, having a little pep talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be discouraging and sometimes a little demoralizing because you get a lot of rejections. Yeah. Um, but I think what really helps me is being part of a community like, you know, you have hope being part of the hope writers like that. You have other writers with you. Anyway, if you're discouraged, I'm sure you have, you know, you can make friends. Do you have a Facebook community going on? Right. You you can mm-hmm. kind of interact with each other. So something like that really helps. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm not really sure with COVID what you, we can do. But if you feel, you know. You can find a safe environment. Maybe you can meet up with some people mm-hmm. um, with same dreams, who share the same dreams and goals at the coffee shop and talk about it. Or maybe sit together and work on the writing and bring your own laptop and work on that together. That's yeah. what I do with my friend. I used to be um, part of this critique group. Oh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: how many people are in a group? Maybe uh, five to seven people. Mm-hmm. The time. So we would bring our work together to local bars & or Starbucks, and we'll sit together and work on it, then we'll share and critique each other's work, give each oh, other yeah. encouragement, and also, you know, whatever needs to be improved, you know, we'll make suggestions and, you know, we'll make a game plan together, like, okay, this month, I'm going to submit my work to five different agencies or something like that and we encourage each other and sometimes my friend would come and say like I got another, another rejection and you know we'll buy her coffee or muffins or whatever and kind of try
1: to encourage each other. Community was such an important part of Yuko's journey to achieving her writing goals and the same is true for you and me. If you want to get your words into the hands of young readers you need more than just a good idea. You'll need supportive voices helping you to shape your message as you send it out into the world. Browse the children's books section of any vintage bookstore, and you'll likely discover books written with the sole purpose of teaching young readers a lesson. Rather than looking to capture a child's imagination, many children's books from decades ago are light on storytelling and heavy on sending a virtuous message. Today, young readers are too savvy for books that simply aim to teach them something. They want to be entertained, to get lost in a story. As a writer of children's books, you want to give kids the stories they crave, but you don't want your stories to be all fluff and no substance. How do you strike that balance? Here's where that community support comes in. Hope Writers sat down with children's author and editor, Amanda Cleary Estep, to discuss how to write books for kids that offer strong themes without being too preachy. Consider these three helpful suggestions Amanda offers to make your next children's book the best it can be. Number one, determine your why. Why are you writing for children? What's the underlying reason you're writing your book? Whether you hope to motivate kids to positive action or send them into imaginary realms, you'll want to do more showing than telling. Children respond best to messaging that's deeply infused into compelling characters and good plot lines not tacked on at the end. Amanda's why is her desire to help form the moral imagination of children through stories. The goal isn't to directly instruct kids in virtuous behavior, it's to engage their imaginations through images and metaphors and guide them towards a deeper message. Number two, decide on an underlying theme. Once you've determined your why, it's helpful to decide on an underlying theme for your children's book. It'll likely be invisible to your readers at first glance, but your theme will help shape the story as it makes its way to the page. Your theme is likely the reason you want to write a book for kids in the first place and may come from experiences in your own childhood. Personal experience is a great well to draw from when writing children's literature. Perhaps you want to explore fear or friendship or acceptance. How will this inform your message? How will you use the story to creatively show your theme? Number three, focus on the story, not just the message behind it. Your story isn't just a vehicle for information or training, especially when it comes to writing for kids. Stories are meant to stir the reader's imagination and help them subtly grasp your message without being knocked over the head with it. As a writer, storytelling is your skill set. This is what you do you tell great stories filled with strong characters, interesting conflict, and imaginative metaphors and images, continue to develop these skills with your underlying theme in mind and your message will shine through the storyline in a way that engages kids rather than pushing them away from it. As adults, it can be challenging to step into a children's genre and write meaningful words that reach kids' hearts, but as you tap into your own imagination, You'll see your story unfold in vivid color before you. You'll be able to share your words without being didactic. You'll communicate your message in exactly the way you do best. Let's hear how Hugo describes this one more time.
2: I'm curious. I mean, I know that that you are the illustrator, so I don't want to put you out of your zone, but do you have any advice for how writers might write a manuscript that is strong when it comes to children's books so that when the publisher sees it, they have greater success. Have you come across things that you've noticed are really strong manuscripts and why they're good or why you've enjoyed working on them?
0: Well, um, see, I'm a visual person, so you, this is how I look at it. When I look at manuscript, I have to be able to close my eyes and envision. And you don't have to be an artist to be able to do that. I think writers write because they have certain vision. Maybe not exactly in the pictures, but you have certain ideas. So um, good manuscript, in my opinion, is something you can, I can envision in pictures. Like if you can, you know, it doesn't have to be like in the thumbnails like I do. If you close your eyes and you can see the story like, you know, a movie maybe, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: that might be really helpful. And from, again, like my um, author mentor, Linda C. Park, once told me that What she does when she's writing her middle grade novel, she would, I think, how does she do it? I think she pretended she was looking through the lens of a video camera or something, just as if she's shooting a video, you know, the the movie, shooting a movie. So if she gets stuck on that certain scene, she was just like, you know, envision closer. No, she actually do this like a motion and see, how would I envision if we were a movie? It doesn't make sense to you tried to that's how it kind of she kind of tried to see how the story unfolds or tried to get out yeah. of it um, when she's stuck
2: that's so interesting okay so. well that's really good input
0: mm-hmm. to be able to envision like a movie I think it's really important or, or, or like a you know a picture book so I think the store strong uh, manuscript typically have that without being wordy you can convey certain image. I think the most important thing is I have tried to imitate other people's work and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. The writing is the same way you have your, you know, your own writing style without, you know, if you know it or not, and if you try to imitate other people's work, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to be yourself and offer what, whatever you can offer the best.
1: If this episode was helpful to you, just imagine how helpful the entire hour long interview with Yuko Jones would be. Every week, Hope Writers members have access to a new one-hour Tuesday teaching with agents, publishers, social media strategists, authors, and illustrators. Hope Writers helps you make progress in your writing life, whether you're writing blogs or articles, on social media, or in a book. If you want to be serious about your words and your reader, we're here for you. For writing tips and encouragement, find us on Instagram at Hope Writers or at our public Facebook page, Hope Writers Community. Last, a final word from the beloved children's author, Beverly Cleary. I don't necessarily start with the beginning of the book. I just start with the part of the story that's most vivid in my imagination and work forward and backward from there. Wherever you start your story, beginning, middle or end, I hope you'll write the words and pictures you see vividly in your imagination too. Children love a story well told and young people need the words you have to share. As you let your imagination run wild on the page, I bet you'll develop some fans along the way, too. Thanks for listening, writer friend. As you step into this week, remember to keep writing. Your words matter. We can't wait to read them. If you found this episode of The Writerly Life helpful, be sure to hit subscribe and tell your friends. Rate and review the show, and like and comment if you're tuning in on YouTube. Your reviews help others know you found the content helpful. See you next week.